Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast with Matt and Braden. We're pumped to have you here. So glad that you're taking some time to hang out. And uh, wow, man, we are excited about this one. We're getting mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of revelation and thoughts about the depth of scripture and what Jesus did for us and mm-hmm. uh man he is he is different than the way of this world and so talking about performance versus surrender mm-hmm. and uh what does it look like to live a life of performance even sometimes when we don't well a lot of the time when we don't realize that we're living a life based on our own performance um how can we flip the narrative and live a life of true surrender based on what Jesus did for us on the cross. And how does that look um, with our with our porn use or masturbation or sexual sexual vice, whatever that would be? So, this is going to be good. I'm excited to get into this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, I think it's really exciting for us because we we've been in both kind of camps. <laughs> I was in the performing camp for years, and you might be wondering, what do you mean by that? Well, if we have a better understanding in our world of, of, of how much we value performance, then this makes sense because we really value pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and doing something, you know, getting something, go get it, right? Like whether it be if you want to work out to get that body you've always wanted, um, you know, you have the diet to get there um, as well, or it's, uh, you know, you want to start a business and be successful, um, your your input equals your output kind of thing, right? And you think it's it's really based on your own merit. And there's a lot of good to be learned out of that. I'm not 
you know, poo-pooing that. Oh, I just said poo-poo on a podcast. <laughs> hey, I anyway, I, I'm at home. I'm with home with little toddlers. Pee-pee yeah. and poo-poo That's is a regular right. part. I didn't even flinch when you were talking yeah, about poo Yeah, this is just regular language. Uh, but I, I don't want to look down on, on that, um, that, that kind of idea. I mean, merit's a great thing. But what I mean in, when it comes to porn and masturbation is we really base our value and worth on our performance. We feel that God accepts us or others accept us if we're not looking at porn, not masturbating. And if we do all these these great things that we think are great to not have porn in our life, and they might be working for a while, it really becomes about our work. Um, it really becomes about us. And there are things we need to do. I'm just going to put that out there. Yes, there are choices we have to make and be active in. But what I mean, though, is, is you remove God from the equation. It's really about what we call self-righteousness. It's a righteousness that isn't really righteous, being that you have a right standing with God based on your performance and you feel like you got to perform to get God's acceptance and love for you. And you know what? If we were to ask many of you out there, and myself included, if I was to look in the past, when I was in the performance camp, if I was to ask myself that question back then, I, of course, mentally would have said, no, that's not what I'm doing. (laughs) It was more of a subconscious thing that I was doing. I really felt like I was resting on my own laurels. Hey, I'm doing so great. I'm not looking at porn so I can come to God. I can be used by God. Oh, well, I looked at porn. So now I'm back to the bottom of the barrel. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I used to always think after I watched porn, like, oh, I should go to God. And sometimes I'd be like, I can't. But then I'd be like, well, I can go to God, but I can't ask for anything other than just asking or begging for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so if I prayed after watching porn, I would only beg for forgiveness and promise him that I'll never do it again. But I, I would have to wait till like the next day to ask to have like any prayer about anything else or mm-hmm. ask for anything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I prayed because I wasn't worthy in that moment to ask for anything from the Lord because I was dirty. Yeah. And I needed, like you're saying, to be pure and to be clean based on not sinning mm-hmm. in order to go to God. But I wonder, like this thought, came to me about what if actually our sin just showed us how dirty we always were yeah like i love julie slattery on her podcast she was talking about sexual pharisees and sexual sinners and sexual Mm -hmm. sinners are ones who sin but sexual pharisees are ones who are pure but think that they were justified in being righteous because of their own purity yeah apart from the grace of god and jesus sacrifice and i'm like man our sin only shows us like our sin that leads us to think, oh, I can't go to God now, that actually shows us the reality of all of our life mm-hmm. when we're apart from the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, I used to think that I had to be clean and not sin to go to God. But even if I had never sinned, I still really am not worthy to go to God except yeah. for the sacrifice of Jesus. Right. At the end of Galatians 2, I loved it. It says, for through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. And that last line especially, I'll focus in on. If if righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So the law is saying you got to do all these things right in order to enter into the presence of God. You got to obey the law and live by the rules and live it perfectly. And so what Paul is saying is if righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ Christ died for nothing. 
if righteousness, if our righteousness could be gained by not watching porn, mm-hmm. if we can enter into the presence of God because I haven't masturbated or haven't fantasized for a couple of days, and now all of a sudden I'm pure enough to, to spend time in prayer, mm-hmm. then our righteousness is actually telling Jesus, I can do this apart from your sacrifice yeah. because I didn't sin and that's why I'm good enough to go to God. Yeah. And so our sin actually shows us how dirty we always are mm-hmm. apart from the grace of God. And I love what this says in verse uh, 20. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. Not apart from that, but by faith in the Son of God. And then the next verse 21, it says, I do not set aside the grace of God. So in everything that I do, it's the grace of God. Everything is covered by the grace of God. And I talk about that sometimes in pure freedom is we want everything to be covered by the grace of God. But 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 a lot of times I'm talking about that in terms of our sin or our trauma or our relationships. But what if even our our purity on our own works, not living in sin, that has to be covered by the grace of God. Like wow. the only reason I can be pure is because of the grace of God and the strength I get. I mean, that's a whole nother level. That is a whole other level. And, you know, I think we're talking about this book in the Bible called Galatians that Paul is the writer of. And Paul... I mean, if you think about his life, he said this about himself, and we can learn a lot through this because it was spirit-led. It was it was given to him through the Holy Spirit. But he talked about how, in man's eyes, he was faultless. He, you know, when it comes to the law, living the right way, appearing the right way, um, the Jews back then, he did everything. He checked all the boxes. He was a Pharisee. You know, he was um, he was one of the cream of the crop. Um, he was the one people looked to. Um, he was one of the leaders. And he says, if anyone is, could boast about all that he's done, the works he's done, how good he is, it was him. But then shortly after or before, I can't remember exactly where it was, but he said the same thing about his own life. He said, I am the worst of sinners. The worst. <laughs> so he realized that all this stuff that he was matching up in man's eyes, you know, his works, um, that's not what made him righteous in God's eyes. And in fact, he was a sinner, the worst of sinners. And that revelation was only given to him through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, seeing that truth as the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And why is that important for us? Well, this is really important. And it's something that I, you know, had to wrestle with. And I'm still learning over time is that I am fully accepted and loved by Jesus because of him, not because of anything I've done. There's nothing I can do to receive that acceptance or that love or that affirmation. There's nothing. It's all Jesus. He took it on the cross for me. There's nothing I can do. And that's incredible. It's hard to receive that though, because we're so performance driven and based in our world. There's a great quote actually that speaks to this. Um, It's by Derwin Gray, who I really appreciate his work, but we don't live for affirmation. We live from the affirmation of Jesus. Just let that sink in. We don't live for affirmation. We live from the affirmation of Jesus. That's an upside down way of thinking in in regards to our culture, isn't it? We think that it's all based on our performance and works and then we're accepted and valued and have worth, but we have worth and value because of Jesus. And that's completely different. And you might be wondering, how has it helped me in my battle with porn? Well, we'll get into that, but I think it really extends to, you know, we think that we can only be accepted if we're not doing something or we are doing something. And really, it's the work of Jesus that that makes us accepted and affirmed. Yeah, it's so cool. And thinking about how I was just saying that our sin highlights how we're 
we're nothing without Jesus and that we're always dirty apart from him, whether in our eyes we sin or not. We're always apart from him except for the blood of Jesus. Same thing with the, on the flip side, what you're talking about, the affirmation of God and the sacrifice of Jesus and having faith in that, that doesn't change whether or not we sin or mm-hmm. whether or not we sin. Yeah. Like he, he affirms us no matter what. And do we live from the affirmation of God that right after we sin, where we're like, man, God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that I'm your child and that you fully accept me. Thank you for your forgiveness on my life and everything that I've done to screw up. Like that, like his affirmation over us that we can live from doesn't change after we've sinned. Yeah. doesn't change if we haven't right. sinned. Yeah. It's always the same affirmation, which is just an incredible truth to live from. And we all, you know, these things are easy to understand sometimes in our head, but to live it out is different. Mm-hmm. And Paul, in the next chapter in Galatians 3, he writes, Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? So he's talking about the works, right? The works or belief. Is it like you receive the Spirit by doing the right thing or by believing and having faith in Jesus? And and then he goes, Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And so it's so easy sometimes to under or to yeah to understand it or to believe it in theory or in our head or when we first accept Jesus, it's like oh man, I, I repent of my sin. I thank you for your forgiveness and you've died for mm-hmm. my sin. We can understand it. He's saying we started by the Spirit, but then we try to finish it out by means of the flesh. Yeah, we try to finish yeah, it out by yeah. going now I got to be free of of my darkest sin in yeah. order to pray in order right. to enter the presence of God. Right. And this is just flipping that upside down. Yeah. And it's a trap. It really is a trap. And it's something that we all can fall into is maybe we're captivated by Jesus and we receive him and accept him as our Lord, our King, our Savior. And we go about life, but then we start falling into old patterns again of thinking that um, to be accepted, to have worth and value um, is all based on our works, our performance. And, and then it really becomes about us and not about Jesus. And we take our eyes off of him and place it on us, uh, uh, the things that we've accomplished, or, hey, I haven't looked at porn in this long, or, you know, why are you? I, I don't, so, you know, I'm better. You know, we don't say these things, but deep down in our hearts, that those thoughts are lingering. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I think there's such a danger to that because you get trapped into what we've seen in the purity culture, right? Where, and what we say, the, the, the value of having purity is good. That's a good thing. You may not understand what I'm saying, the purity culture. So yeah. conf- forgive me if you don't know the context I'm talking about here. But really what it is about getting legalistic, the law, your works, what you're doing. And it becomes about you. And it really is a celebration of you versus understanding that we are sinners, but we are saved and redeemed and loved by Jesus. And he's the one that we need to look to. We're affirmed by him because of him and and it's all about him it's not about us and we lose that sight of that and then we get fallen into that trap and it is a trap and it can be very dangerous for us especially when we're, we're dealing with something like porn because what happens is when you hit that point when it becomes about your works and i was here too no longer am i looking to jesus anymore no longer am i open to receiving healing in my heart to him pulling out the roots it just becomes about a surface level behavior and yeah we might be able to manage that for a while but eventually uh, just our hearts go dark because we're not having that relationship with God the way that he designed. And we're not walking by the spirit as Paul says. So, and we talk in Galatians here. So he says, so 
um, walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And so they're in conflict with each other, is what he's saying, so that you, you're not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Um, so you see the difference? Do you hear the difference? Um, we stop looking at porn and move towards freedom because we're leading, being led by the Spirit and we're, we're living in the Spirit versus our works, right? There's a big difference. And one is more lasting than the other. One has value versus the other. And it really is because it's, one is about us and one is about Jesus. There's a big difference. That's really well put. One's about us, one's about Jesus. That's a, that's a really good way to put it. And you're talking about being under the law, like when you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. And then in Galatians 3 verse 10, it says, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. So if you're under this, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. But if you're under the law, you're actually under a curse. Mm. And then it says, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. So clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God. So our, like we're always, apart from Jesus, apart from the grace of God, we're always dirty. Like We're always cursed. We're, we're under this law if we're living like, oh, I got to be pure. That's the thing about your time of purity culture is, is like you got to be pure. You got to save sex from marriage, and then you're doing it right. Yep. You are doing it right, but you're not justified by God because of that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the blessing of God just because of that. Now, there might be parts of your life that are blessed, but God isn't looking at you like, okay, you're so much better than everyone else because you were yeah, it's a heart issue, pure. right? It's a heart issue, yeah. right? Like one heart is, uh, it's about me. One heart is, Jesus, thank you. It's about you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, like they, everyone talks about their sexual sin, but their real sin issue, the Bible says, was pride. Mm. And there was pride that led to that. And so we can live in pride that, and that will lead us to other other destructive behavior. But even just in having pride in our heart, yeah. that's about us. It's about us doing the right thing. And I remember I was, just to get off the sexual topic, I guess, I was, I, I had a, a financial bind when I was younger. I got in a big real estate mess when I was 21. And, and so I had like 40 grand of debt. I was paying that money off through my early 20s. I paid off like 27 grand of it. And then, and I had a budget. I knew when I was going to be free of it. And, and one day the Lord came to me and he said, Matt, if you pay off your debt, where do I get the glory? Hmm. And I was like, oh man, I guess I get the glory. I guess you don't. Oh, yeah. And then I heard the Lord say this next. He's like, let me pay it off. I can do it more better than you can. And I want to do it more than you want to. And I was like, wow. Hmm. And so I prayed and I said, I surrender my finances to you. And he worked miracles and he cleared the whole thing. And it was a really cool story. Mm. But the point is I was doing something that was really good. I was living on a very tight budget. I was very obedient to that budget. I was paying off debt. I was doing the right thing. But he's like, if you continue on in this, I'm not getting the glory. You're Mm. getting the glory. Mm. And so I surrendered that to him. And then he worked a miracle. that was better than I could ever do. And that he gets the glory. And one thing he said to me, he's like, I want to pay this off and I want you to start telling people what I'm telling you now. Yeah. Because when I pay it off, when you tell people, they'll know that I get the glory, not you. Yeah. Those are clear words from God. Wow. And I was like, wow. And so I love telling that story because it's God gets the glory because he did it, yeah. not me. Yeah. And so if I'm living in purity, like I lived in purity for two, almost two and a half years in my early 20s. And I just thought, 
man, I made a good decision. Is this me? Right. And I never gave God glory. Yeah. And then I fell again. Mm. And I fell into a worse addiction than ever. And so the second time getting free, it was all God getting glory. It's like he can be the one who sustains me. And so it's very cool that we're under a curse when we're working on the law, uh, under the law, just going like, I'm going to do the right thing because by me doing the right thing, now I can enter the presence of God. Now I can live right according to the Lord, make an impact because I've done the right thing. No, it's all because of Jesus and his blood and his strength in your life. There's such a big difference because if you think about, if you were to think of the law, like we're not under the Mosaic law anymore. Moses, you know, the law that was given through him um, to the Israelites, but we're justified through Jesus, but we still do this. So the list of laws that we might have when it comes to porn is, I don't masturbate. I don't look at porn. I don't fantasize. Um, Go down the list, right? That's our list. And we think we're justified by that. We are not justified by that. We're justified by Jesus. So if you have that mindset, this list, and you, hey, I'm, I'm matching up here. You're not really matching up to anything. That's just a list of behavior. You're not, you're not justified by that. You're not saved by that. It's Jesus that does the work. So you got to change your, your view. You know, you're talking about like you surrendered. And it doesn't mean like, we want to be clear with you guys. Um, when we say surrender, that means I do nothing. I just wash my hands of it. No, it's the heart stance is that I am affirmed by Jesus and he's the one who's going to do the work. And my, that changes my mentality, my perception, my heart stance towards life and what's going, what I'm going through. It changes that. But you are still called to have accountability, still called to be part of a healing group, right? Like you know, as far as called, what I mean is that that's really important for you. You still need those things. There's still work that you need to do, but you're not justified by the work. You're justified by Jesus. There's a big difference. And I hope you hear that. And you know what? As I'm saying this, I was there too. I thought that that list in my mind of laws that I was living up to, I was matching up. I could come to God because I'm, hey, I'm doing A, B, C, D. I can serve in ministry because A, B, C, D. And I was missing on other things. And why is that important? Well, because then I looked at porn and my world came crashing down. No longer could I match up to this thing that I built up in my mind. And then I am in this cycle of on nonstop doing good for a long time. And I'm hitting that list. But then boom, I look at porn. I masturbate. I fantasize. Oh, I'm back down to square one. No longer can I use by God. No longer can I enter in his presence. No longer can I be in relationship with others. I got to build myself up to get there again. Man, that's a damaging way of thinking. I was there. I put my hand up to that. And we just want to say surrender is so much of a better option for you. And it is a way better path. And you're going to experience freedom and joy in that far beyond living by the law. I remember a pastor I heard, he's like, I can do nothing without Jesus. I can't even pump my car, like pump gas without <laughs> without Jesus or fill my tank without Jesus. And I'm like, what? But I was thinking about it. Maybe he said it. I don't, I don't remember, but. Like, can we, could we breathe without him giving us breath? Like we can't do anything. And so when we're thinking, okay, how do I live a life of surrender? I think it's very cool to think like that. Like everything that I do is with Jesus. It's because of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Live this life of thankfulness. Thankful for all things is like, oh, thank you, God, for my breath. Thank you that you give me the ability to be strong. Thank you that you give me a way out of temptation every single time. And when we can live like that with our eyes so set on Jesus, uh, then when we're in these hard moments, it's like, oh, I, I got out because of him, mm-hmm. not because of me. And I'm not where I want to be in this, but I've certainly made a lot of, of progress in, in in Jesus revealing ways for me to recognize him in my day. And I love that scripture. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And he wants our hearts to be 
pure in that we just see him, like we look mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. But our hearts are not only pure when we're not sinning, right? <laughs> right. Our hearts actually could be a mess when we're not sexually yeah. sinning, but they're full of pride or bitterness yes. or unforgiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our hearts are pure when we're going to God every day, examine my heart, God, I want to purify my heart before you pure, mm-hmm. work on my heart. And, and, and I want to see you and show me how I can see you in everything that I do. And when we live in this way, it's like, wow, nothing is because of me. Like I get no glory for anything. It's all because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. At the end of chapter three, it says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. I just love that when we're talking Mm. so much about the law and living under curses and living for our own glory. It's like, but in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith, not through your good works, not through purity or living without sin, but through faith for all who were baptized into Christ have clothed themselves with Christ. There's no, there's neither Jew nor Gentile nor slave nor free or male or female. You're all one in Christ Jesus and we're heirs according to the promise of God. We're in his family. We belong. We're mm. we're a child of God. And what a beautiful truth to remember that even when we screw up or feel down on ourselves or we have a problem that we haven't been able to deal with to this point in our life, it's like, man, but are you in Christ? Are you a children of God? Do you have faith in him? And maybe we just need to learn how to live more of a life of surrender and look at our life and go, where am I living by, by performance or being justified in my own mind because of my performance? Where can I surrender that to God? And it might be the same. Maybe you're living free of sexual sin and it's performance-based and now you change it to be free of sexual sin, but it's because of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Maybe it looks the same, but it's a heart change. And there's so much more peace that comes with that when we can understand it's because of grace and it's, because, and it's by God's strength that we can live in this way. Mm. And you know what's incredible about this too is if you change your perspective to surrender, inviting God into your life in that way, and then you're understanding who Jesus is fully in that, um, you have so much more of a story to share to others because part of this that we miss out on when it comes to pornography and masturbation and battling that is that I've seen this not only in my own life, Matt, your life, others' lives, that God will turn around and use you it may not be what we're doing and having a podcast, but just an interpersonal relationship you might have or sharing with another. He will use you for his glory because he made a difference in your life. He transformed yeah. you. It wasn't because of all the great things you did that you figured it out because no one can relate to that, right? But they can see Jesus and he's way more better and way more attractive than your works ever will be. So if that's what people see and he wants to use you, how much more powerful will that be? Than if you're like, well, you know, it's kind of like a self-help book that you're writing and trying to tell people to follow the steps that you've laid out. It's all about you and you and you, right? You know, if people want to see Jesus. He's way more better and way more attractive than, than again, what, what you've, you know, seemingly done on your own. And you have, I think that's just a better way of thinking about it. You can be used by God in this too. And some of you are at the point where like, man, like I'm looking at porn five times a day. And why would you think that God can use me? 100% he can. And you just have to change your perspective because I was there too. And it was really faced in that performance idea that I had to do this on my own. And it's all about my works. And and both are bad. When you're down in the dumps and feeling bad about yourself, the performance game doesn't really feel good either. And then when you're on the high, you know, like, hey, I'm doing great. I haven't looked at porn in two, three, four months, whatever. 
both are bad in the sense that you will come crashing down at some point because it's a cycle that you're stuck in that you just don't recognize. But surrender, full surrender, while God's going to transform your heart and work in you in ways more powerful than you can ever imagine. And then you're going to be able to share a story that has is way more rich, way more genuine and authentic that others can relate to and connect to. And you're going to see lives transformed not only like through the relationships that you have, but even as it, it passes down, because you're passing something real to people. That's Jesus. It's such a better story when you can teach about Jesus and, and, and just be an example, not even just teach formally, but be an example of the grace of God. It's so cool. And uh, I, I remember a friend saying that uh, when everything works right, like say it's a car and you do your oil changes, and mm-hmm. when everything's working right, it functions right. And we are made to glorify God. We're made to imitate Christ. Like God designed us literally to do that. And when we're living a life of surrender and we're going, okay, this is what the word says to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn to, to, to see God in all things. I'm going to learn to surrender and not live life based on my own performance, but just to honor God and everything and to bring him glory in everything that I do, good or bad. I'm going to, I'm going to use that and I'm going to look to partner with him and co-labor with God. Uh, you know, when that's the way that we live our life, when we surrender, we look at the word and we go, okay, this is what it's saying to do. I'm just going to do it. Not like Brad and I are perfect, but we're looking at this too going, man, this is an amazing thing that when we do it right, when we surrender to God, when we live to glorify him, things function right. Mm-hmm. We feel better. We live in the joy that God has for us and we get peace. It doesn't make sense. And we get to live in the freedom that Christ has for us and the victory that he's won for wow. us. Yeah. And everything just functions better when we live a life of surrender. Yeah. Well, and one thing I want to leave with you guys too is sometimes I've heard this, but well, Matt and I, um, you know, we're running a podcast, we're doing something here and, um, you know, we're living in the freedom that God has for us, you know, sober from porn, but at the same time free and living in that and still moving forward in growth and healing. Many times people will, you know, maybe some of the listeners out there hear us like, wow, like we look at you here we want to just kill that right now. <laughs> we are just as affirmed in Jesus as you are. You, you, you are just as affirmed as we are. And so know that, you know, his love for you and for us, you know, is no more, no more, less, you know, there's no status here. He loves you fully, affirms you fully where you are. And he's inviting you into surrender. And we believe you can get there, you know, just make that choice. Even if you don't know tangibly the day in and day out, Say, I surrender, Jesus. I want fully what you have for me. And we pray that with you, along with you, into your life, wherever you're at. Pray that prayer right now, whether you're in the depths right now or you're feeling pretty good. Whatever you're at, surrender. And we echo that with you. We're journeying in that with you. And that's our prayer for you. So thanks, everybody. Bless you. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.